0: hello everyone and welcome to our podcast this is keeping up with constantine and cam i'm constantine waltz
1: and i'm cameron dobbs today we're going to be talking about dredging in miami now why is this top of mind for us well a new dredging project is underway around miami as ball harbor beach is set to be renourished
0: for those that don't know dredging is a way to maintain beaches and ports by moving sediment from one place to another it helps beaches and ports preserve their functionality and in the case of florida helps boost the economy by keeping beaches pristine for tourists.
1: We were able to speak with multiple people from the University of Miami Rosen Seal School of Marine and Atmospheric Science, or RASMUS as it's typically called, to learn more about dredging and its effects. First, let's hear from graduate student Joanna Mead, who is studying Coastal Zone Management.
2: Well, the United States Army Corps of Engineers are responsible for all the dredging that goes on around the United States. And what they do is they will take either sand or river, the, the bottom of a river, the sediment, and they will take these big ships and they will literally scoop it up or suck it up and then place it somewhere else.
0: We also spoke with Professor Daniel Suman about why dredging needs to occur and the reasons why it is so prevalent in the Miami area. Suman told us about the natural process of erosion being one cause, another, the trapping of sand transport spanning the coast of Florida, and how multiple state, federal, and local agencies are involved.
3: Our beaches are eroding uh, for many different reasons. Erosion is a natural process, but at the same time, we have many projects in Miami, in South Florida, in Central Florida, and North Florida that block or partially block the sand transport. Moreover, sea level rise, of course, when translated horizontally onto the shore, causes more erosion.
1: Erosion accelerates with sea level rise, heightening the need for these dredging projects.
2: Now, because we've built on all these islands, um, we've built properties where they shouldn't be, really. So um, as the natural force of erosion occurs, we're not letting the island build up on the other side. So because of that, we need to start renourishing nourishing our beaches and putting sand in places where it doesn't want to be. So that's what dredging is really. It's a response to a lot of the hard infrastructure that's been built all along the coastline.
0: Bethany Blakeman is another Erasmus student here to tell us more.
4: In Miami, we are highly dependent on our tourism economy and the beach is at the center of that. So the beach brings together the rest of the economy and. That is ultimately what's driving this need for the erosion project. When we're dredging for beach nourishment, it is a trade off that, at least in the city of Miami, we feel is worthwhile.
0: In Miami and Broward County, we have almost all our beaches renourished, and they have been for over 40 years.
1: But not all dredging projects are created equal. In fact, previous projects have had major negative environmental impacts. Hazards can be involved, and if the projects are not done carefully, it can put marine life and habitats in danger. Whenever
4: you're coming in and disrupting an environment to the extent that you would in, in a process like dredging, that is almost always
2: going to be negative for the environment. It's like knowingly destroying something, which is kind of painful when you've got all these researchers spending millions of dollars to try and save a few corals and, and increase the size of them. And then you've got this intentional destruction. It's it's uh, it's, it's bizarre. Always when we're moving sediment
3: around, there's an increase in suspended sediments in the water column. And that's called turbidity. So that can affect fish, it can affect coral, seagrass, because the light does not penetrate as deep in the water column. Still, when we are removing sand from some site, uh, we are destroying the bottom habitat and the organisms that are there. When we take the sand and dump it on a beach in nearshore waters, then we are burying whatever organisms are there. There are worms, there are fish, there are small fish that use uh, nearshore habitats as, as their, their houses, right? If the sand is not exactly the same as it is naturally, even a small difference in color of the sand can change the temperatures in the summer. And so even one degree centigrade warmer can change,
0: can increase the number of female sea turtles that are hatching uh, as opposed to male sea turtles. In the case of the 2013 Port of Miami dredging project and its attempt to allow larger container ships to come in, the negative effects were seen almost immediately, when the sand was dumped back into the ocean.
2: And that was the problem there, because that allows the corals to get covered by the sediment. The
1: covering resulted in harming colonies and killing more than half a million corals. In the case of the Holover Dredging Project happening now, it is expected that they will not have the same problem, since they will distribute the dredge sand to the beach. But environmental impacts remain a worry for some.
4: Alita State Park is right there, so there's a lot of wildlife in that area. There are also some concerns about what that dredging project will do to impact the, the natural life that's there.
0: For the Ball Harbor project, the Army Corps of Engineers did do a federally required environmental assessment, and their National Environmental Policy Act review came back positive, declaring Fonzie meaning there is no finding of significant impact. Still, there seems to be a balance to dredging projects. Any type of development may have economic benefits, but
3: adverse environmental harms and it solves the balance deciding uh, how we're going to manage what development projects we do. Uh, Is it really going to be worth it in the long term?
1: Multiple factors played into the decision to use the Holliver Sandbar as the site for dredging in the renourishment of Ball Harbor Beach from the type of sediment to cost-effectiveness and proximity.
3: The sand is appropriate, and the thought is that it's easy. They're very close. The sand can be brought uh, by floating pipe to Bell Harbor beaches, so the cost is very low. It's all easy. And the environmental importance of the shoals is not great. They're new deposits. They basically have a recreational use, and that's the issue.
1: While the renourishing of Ball Harbor Beach will help protect coastal communities and maintain tourism in that area, there's actually been pushback from people who use the Holover Sandbar for their own recreation. In a non-COVID world, on the weekends, hundreds of boats float in the area, while others kayak and swim. Removing the sandbar removes the party scene, but Fall Harbor Beach takes priority, since more people will benefit from the beach rather than the sandbar.
0: The need for dredging is widely a result of man-made problems. Infrastructure on islands and erosion due to sea level rise increase the need for beach-renourishing projects.
2: There are certain things that can be done to mitigate the harm being done, and unfortunately I don't think they will always go to the, to the lengths that we would like them to see. I guess there's a place in the middle where we have to meet, where... Damage is being done, and we have to just accept that that is happening to some extent because we need our beaches. In a perfect world, we wouldn't have this going on, but we're far from in a perfect world.
0: And while it is the best solution we have currently, there is still certainly improvement to be made. When Suman was asked if these dredging projects were sustainable, he said, Absolutely not. Bethany, Joanna, and Professor Suman all say that dredging is an ongoing process. Of course, the projects are not sustainable.
3: We're placing sand on the beach. It's going to erode away again. We started beach nourishment projects in Miami Beach in 1976. We're fighting against nature, which in the end is going to cost more and more money to try to protect that that island. Yeah, so it's not sustainable. We've already built Miami Beach. We're not going to disassemble it and move it someplace else, right? So it's too late. Uh, Now we have to um, continue to protect the economic interest in Miami Beach, right? The time to avoid the problem has already passed over a hundred years ago.
1: One upcoming dredging project similar to the one in the Port of Miami will happen in Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale. With the projects being so alike and the focus not being on re-nourishing beaches, many are worried that it could have the same negative impact as the Port of Miami project that harmed so many corals.
2: So they're actually physically going to be scraping the bottom of the ocean coming out of Port Everglades and destroying whatever is there, which will include corals. So I think there's, they, they recognize that they're going to be doing some destruction. And that's going to be a case where the sediment, I'm not sure what they're doing with it all, but I think they'll be probably putting it out in the ocean again, which is a much more damaging physical process than the one here in uh, the dredging in Holover.
0: Thankfully... The decision has not been finalized the army corps of engineers has taken a pause
3: they have received public comments but they have not released their what is called supplemental final environmental impact statement so my guess is maybe 2023
0: they'll begin that project clearly as we have learned dredging is not a black and white concept there are many factors involved in the decisions to dredge, and some projects are clearly managed better than others. Although some dredging projects have minimal impact on the environment, and the government is working to limit as much harm as possible, in many ways, it is a necessary evil.
1: As Florida's economy relies so heavily on its beaches and coastal communities, it seems dredging is here to stay. But with increased sea level rise and erosion becoming a bigger and bigger issue, new solutions may have to come sooner rather than later.
0: If you would like to follow dredging projects in Florida more closely and advocate for safer alternatives, you can follow Miami Waterkeeper on Instagram and Twitter or visit their website at miamiwaterkeeper.org.
1: This has been Keeping Up with Constantine and Cam.
0: Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode.